You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Half Hour! Hello and welcome to Half Hour, a new podcast through Two Worlds Entertainment. I'm Richie Grasso, Artistic Director. And I'm Jeff Malone, Executive Director. We are here to bring you a casual conversation on the shows, films, concerts, and music events that we see and observe throughout our careers. This conversation will feature spoilers, so make sure you see or listen to the piece we are discussing before continuing on with listening to this episode. You have been warned. (laughs) Our first episode... Or not first episode, second episode. Our first episode was last time, and now we're on to our second episode already. And our second episode today brings us to a discussion of the latest Netflix musical film, Jingle Jangle, A Christmas Journey. And what a holiday high I'm on after witnessing this beautiful, beautiful film. Um, Let's get chatting. (laughs) We literally finished watching this film 30 minutes ago. Yeah, we just... And we haven't said anything to each other, (laughs) so we're both going to feed off of each other on this conversation now. And if you have not seen Jingle Jangle, go watch it right now. Yeah, it's really, really, really beautiful, brilliant, brilliant film. It just came out, and we figured we'd make this next episode uh, holiday theme because we're entering holiday season, and everyone's going to want to watch this film, so let's kind of get on... The bandwagon here of watching it and then start chatting about it so yeah yes so go watch it then come back and listen to the podcast <laughs> and then have a conversation with us yes 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 we're yes, so yes. ready to talk to other people about this too i love talking to richie about these things all the time but i want to know other people <laughs> as well so i think we should start with uh the cast is that sure mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay mm-hmm. So there are some names in this cast. We had uh, Forrest Whitaker playing the lead role of Geronicus. We had um, Ricky Martin playing one of the <laughs> toys that comes to life. Don Juan Diego. Yes. Um, we had Keegan-Michael Key mm-hmm. playing Gustafsson. Mm-hmm. And uh, who were some of the other people? Well, we had Miss, I'm so sorry, Felicia Rashad. Oh, yes. Narrating <laughs> who, like... Uh, How could I forget? I mean, just, I mean, wonderful, wonderful. And new names throughout. I mean, well, I mean, so you have uh, Annika Noni Rose, not necessarily a new name, but she's Jessica Jangle belting out her life at the end of this film and just so, so wonderful. But we had Madeline Mills as Journey Jangle really kind of taking us through a journey of of her character as well as awesome real who seems to be a new up-and-coming star here lisa davina phillip as miss johnson i was so impressed with her performance too so yes a mix of uh, you know established names and new names throughout the piece and those were all of the names i actually wrote down but Mm -hmm. they were great Mm -hmm. the vocals on these people Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, were mm -hmm. killing Mm -hmm. it um and some just really cool interesting things that they were doing i'm so happy to see a new musical Mm-hmm. Um, in the Netflix space, and while watching this, I was kind of like, "Oh, I really wish I was seeing this in the theater." There were so yeah. many moments I was like, "Wow, that's mm-hmm. that's beautiful," but watching it on like my TV, mm-hmm. I'm like, "Oh, it it just would it would hit me differently." Mm-hmm. I don't know if you felt that way, but well, especially the production numbers, right? Just yes. large entertainment value in the whole piece, and. And maybe pre-COVID, there you know sometimes Netflix does release 
things yeah. in film and on television. So maybe there was talks about possibly putting this in. And they should. And they should. Maybe maybe they would. Or last <laughs> minute or next year or something. I mean, they should because I would go see it. Oh, sure. I, I totally <laughs> would go spend money to go see this. Because yeah, sure. watching some of these huge musical numbers, I was like, oh, the the depth of it looks a little off to me. Because mm-hmm. I was seeing this on the smallest screen. Mm-hmm. But like, I wanted to see the full cast dancing to these numbers because the music was amazing. Yeah, and and let's talk about music for a split second here. We have um, the John Legend himself kind of producing this as well as writing some of these songs with Philip Lawrence. Those two wrote the songs to it. And and just really miraculous way of writing some of these awesome, awesome numbers throughout. And I have to also just do a shout out to John Debney who wrote the score. I, I miss seeing films with these lush, vibrant, radiant orchestral scores. Mm-hmm. And what I really, really observed throughout this piece that I loved so much was we get that classic golden age film sound, right? We're in the emotion of the piece. And then we get to a musical number and we go to this gospel R&B Motown soul funk groove and it's like oh it 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 just it totally works and then we're back to the filmic score Mm -hmm. so we're back to that lush beauty and and the tinkering toy sounds throughout and the evil villain moments and the beautiful flying moments and everything in between so i mean having someone like john legend philip lawrence john debney working together to kind of you know you're talking about different styles of music all woven together so wonderfully i was very impressed by that Yeah, it was very cohesive hearing the different sounds you had like a pop score and but there was so much musical theater added Mm. into it i loved it i really did so why do do you have a favorite song oh (laughs) i mean i'm i'm always about the ballads (laughs) and the emotions for me so we had the beautiful madeline mills singing her ballad in the middle of this of the film and then annika noni rose at the end just comes out of nowhere huge number well you know what's interesting is we know we learn who Jessica Jangle is in the beginning, yeah, and and then she disappears for quite a long time, and we know that there's a problem with the father and the daughter. We know the yeah. granddaughter is coming back into the picture, and so it's like Jeronicus and Journey, Jeronicus and Journey, and like where is Jessica? Where is Jessica? And we don't really find out a lot of like where did Jessica move? What is she doing for a career? Who, what was her life these last 20, 30 years, right? So for her to come back and be like, I, I'm bringing this, I'm going to fix this, I'm going to bring this back, we're going to make this work, and for her to kind of butt in the film by her returning, I thought that was really nice. So I'm, I thought all every song was so wonderful. I'm just a ballad guy, so I'm, I'm all about the ballad. Like, belt in my face, please, yes. <laughs> yes, and also Journeys. She had her little ballads that I think you're going to have all of your students start singing. <laughs> <laughs> I should, I should, I, I do have. I think every little kid should be singing those songs. <laughs> I do um, have voice there's students. A and there. There's a keychain. So I might be giving my voice students some music from this when the sheet music is out. Yes, yes, yes. Why not, right? Um, and then the comedic number by Lisa Davina Phillip as Miss Johnson. Oh. Like, I just loved everything she did and the fact that she had some great singing moments mm-hmm. with that, like, a Motown trio of guys behind her, yes. like super cool, and also it was like great to see men in a role. Yes, there. yes, yes. It's I was just gonna say that. Like, mm-hmm. here's the leading male and his backup singers. It was like, like there were three male backup singers. When yeah. oh, how many times do we see the female backup singers? Female backup singer, female trio, especially with Motown and doo-wop style, is always mm-hmm. female backup singer or female trio. And it was like, oh, this is cool to see this like mm-hmm. groove uh, trio of men dressed so dapper and just and. 
and just singing behind her. So yeah, I, I really like, loved all the music. Ode to Little Shop of Horrors. Yes, yes, yes. And then, oh, and kind of talking about Little Shop of Horrors, I think it's interesting. Um, I want to go here for a second with this Ricky Martin, Don Juan Diego character, because mm-hmm. he's pretty prominent character in the film and sings a bit in the beginning and yes. and actually causes quite a lot of plot twist, right? There's there's quite a lot of plot yeah, the, derived the from reason why. Right, right. And I thought it was so really cool that he um you have some a name like Ricky Martin playing this. And and he's there, and we didn't even know it was Ricky. Yeah, I know until the end. We're like, oh, he's this? got a good voice. He has a nice, yeah, that's cool. And Little so that was, a loca. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was so cool that uh, that that character and and the way that character was woven in was very very cool. Um, going back to, I was going to say something about Little Shop of Horrors. Oh yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Ah, um, you have Little Shop of Horrors where it's like plants creates drama in an establishment Mm -hmm. where the apprentice wants to change their life and plants decides to take apprentice and say feed me seymour feed me seymour so there was a lot of that don juan like take me apprentice take me apprentice to to kiki michael to gustafsson right young gustafsson in the beginning take me take me and let me make your life better just like the plant does in little shop of horror so i thought there was a little bit of a ode to that i'm not sure if that was intended or not the plant wanted to make a ton of plants and he oh, true. He didn't want a ton he of... He wanted himself... It made him throw the designs out, which is why he only... Because he didn't want... Yeah, yeah. Re, like, toy clones of himself. Mm-hmm, so... Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was kind of a cool... And there's so many themes... I mean, the... In ter- if you want to talk about themes, I mean, there's obviously love, there's familial love, there's romantic love, there's drama, there's comedy. There's also this... Um, well, there, there's this underlining, like... Why... Don't adults really like to listen to kids? Mm. And when mm. kids can also be helpful in a situation, mm. um, it's always like the adult feels like they have to teach. They have to teach when really, like there were three generations that, oh, they all were able to learn from each other if they just stopped and listened and thought about things. Or even, let's go to that word that was very prominent throughout the whole movie, belief. Mm. If they believed in each other, and the things around them, you know? I really, really appreciated this this sense of you have to believe, but then there's this awesome underlying sense of science and math. Yeah. And like that is so important to that Geronicus had, mm-hmm. Jessica had, and Journey had. Gustafsson did not. Right. And these three, this family lineage of brilliant minds and scientists wow. and mathematicians and engineers and inventors, it was almost like the film was trying to say, well, yes, you need, you can't have, you can't have the belief without science and you can't have the science without the belief. If they were both so important you could put tons of time into the math and the science of it, but you need the belief, the spirit, the drive, the energy, and then vice versa. You can have all the belief in the spirit, but if you don't have the brain power behind it, these were smart. They, they, as an audience member, I thought to myself, Oh, Geronica's Jessica and journey are smart, smart people. Yes. And really kind and 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 passionate about what they were doing as well. And I loved how as an audience member, you saw the math, you saw the equations, you saw the numbers. It was all in their minds. They're such so wonderful characters to see that. But I think a, a, a part of the story was like that Gustafsson, he did have it. He True, did, I shouldn't say that. Yes, he did have it. But. He did have, but he didn't believe in his product. 
or his invention that he was doing, but he also didn't believe that Dronicus was going to help him. Right. And in the end, I don't know, do we want to give this away? Oh, well, you had to have seen it before oh, yeah. you came here. You should have watched this by now. So in the end, uh, he was always going to give him the peace. Mm, the peace that mm, he was missing. Mm, mm. You know, he he figured, oh, I'm just going to go take and I'm going to become the best toy maker. But that mm. never works out in the end. Mm. When and you want to take, 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 you know, you're always going to, it's like karma. Karma will come back and get you. Well, I should take that back. Gustafsson, it was smart and trying hard and he didn't have the belief at the time. Yeah. And, he, and he used his, and, and like I said earlier, the Don Juan Diego character kind of spun him to a different yeah. direction with it. But He believed more in the toy mm -hmm. that came to life than he did mm -hmm. in a friend who was there trying to help him and teach him. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's... Mm -hmm. It didn't end up well for mm -hmm. him. Um, let's talk about a couple other themes here. There was also this wonderful... I always love a good old narrator taking mm -hmm. me through something. And not only that, but the time-lapse moments in the piece were glued together by these brilliant stop-motion style. It was, remind, it was reminding us that we're reading a book... With yeah. grandma here at the Christmas tree, and the book is coming to life in these cartoonish stop motion y ways. Right. So, we were able to go through jumping 10 years or jumping five years, whatever it was, through the stop motion. I really liked that. And I liked having a narrator take us through, especially at the end when you find out who Felicia Rashad's character, Journey, older Journey, and, and, and just wrapping it. Mm -hmm. No pun intended, Christmas. You know, <laughs> but, you know, wrapping this whole thing up into one nice package. So I really, really liked the stop motion throughout and the narrator. Yeah, and also. she was like, oh, this is now time for my grandkids to know mm. the story of our family. Mm. And that's really what's great about this Christmas story here is like, oh, we're going to go through the family history now. And I'm going to tell you through this really amazing story on why, like, uh, we're the family that we are. And the kids had to believe in their family. There's so many messages there. Mm. Like, mm. that was beautiful. It was mm. beautiful. I mean, <laughs> they start, and she's like saying, I'm Jessica. Or no. No, 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 not Jessica. I'm Journey, Journey. She's like, I'm Journey. And like, they start singing, and we're like <laughs> bawling. Yeah, I'm crying at the end. Okay, okay, Netflix, you got me crying. Yes. And I was like, I'm going to be okay, I'm going to be okay. And then at the end, they're I was like, like doing oh. the This Day reprise. Yeah. And they're flying at the end with grandma. Like, <laughs> can like, I be? Okay, waterworks. <laughs> I was like, oh. And it also, I thought, immediately opened it up to a potential second film. I mean, it could totally be like, do Definitely. they go to the factory? Do they learn? Is there another problem there? Or do the kids learn? You know? But like, I just, I literally, I know this is going to be the cheesiest thing. You're, you're going to notice as you listen to more of these podcasts, I love the cheesy cheese. I, I wanted to grab Felicia Rashad's hand and fly with her. <laughs> I'm like, journey, take me on a journey. And also, a Christmas journey right. is the subtitle of this film jingle jangle christmas journey i like that that's the name of the character well, journey yeah, it's like it takes us on a journey a christmas journey i love all and that and it's this journey to believe in and it's such a peter pan-esque moment mm -hmm. where they're like mm -hmm. you see the windows open mm -hmm. and she's ready to take them on this journey to the toy factory mm -hmm. to see where all these inventions because like the kids you know that they have it in them they mm -hmm. believe in it they mm -hmm. see it but they were missing a, a part and mm -hmm. journey was there to tell them this is who you are and how sometimes there were literal physical parts missing from literal physical inventions and then there were also parts of the emotion that were missing from the invention of its life so yeah really 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 nice stuff also there's also this um 
I always think with family pieces like this, where it's for all ages, I always think that they always do a nice way of making sure the adults kind of can enjoy something in the film too, or relate to something in the film. What I was really seeing here was Jeronicus Jingle, and specifically Forrest Whitaker playing Jeronicus Jingle, this struggle of loss. At the holidays, so many people feel really sad Mm -hmm. at times because of loss of a family member, loss of a relationship, or loss. And so he lost, and we don't really know how he lost his wife, but we know he loses his wife in a different way than he loses his daughter. But he does lose his daughter. And I thought Forrest Whitaker played this it wasn't, I'm Scrooge and I'm angry all the time. It was just like, I'm just sad and I'm just trying to get through my day. And then I'm just trying to get through the next day. And how many people, especially, this is why I think this film is so important right now. How many people are struggling day by day right now for so many different reasons. So to see something like this and to see someone struggling and to see joy, like journey brings joy into his life. Um, And also Miss Johnston brings joy brings joy into his life. I she mean, brings, different people. She brings the smile. She brings the smile and the, the energy. Smile. His apprentice, the yeah. little boy, brings so such she, joy he, into he, his he life. He probably saw so much of him, uh-huh. himself, mm-hmm. in this boy. Mm-hmm. But, like, he was so broken from having everything stolen from him. You watched him in that first scene, and you were like, this man is so happy. Yes, he was so happy. And then you watch him in his later time, and what Forrest Whitaker did with the character is like he almost like at, at times he verges on having a stutter, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. he was like scared to be who he was. Mm-hmm. He lost the magic. Mm-hmm. He didn't believe in anything anymore. And then as Journey came into the picture and started bringing that back, you watched you know with the Buddy Three Thousand, his life started to come back. Mm. his magic mm. his believing in the inventions that he's creating he's like wow this is amazing i'm i'm back mm. you and and like he was happy and he was smiling and this and that and it was like wow mm. okay i bravo I, bravo I, for doing that with the character because at first i was like what is he doing mm-hmm. i was a little it was very subdued yes and he was very sad and quiet he spoke quietly Everyone else is singing and talking and la la la, and he's just very quiet. And, and it's and it's just brings back the humanistic element of this that we all struggle sometimes, especially. And, and every time he went out into the street, everyone's joyous, happy, joyous, happy. And then I loved what I Miss Johnson says at the end. I'm going to paraphrase it because I don't have the exact quote here. I but have it, it. Oh, you have it. Okay. I have okay, it. Okay, you. He's prepared. <laughs> I have this quote. This quote is going to be iconic. Yeah, it's beautiful. She says, the magic isn't in what you lost. It's in what you still have. Mm. Mm-hmm. And he just had to see what he still had. Mm-hmm. And, and it was beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful moment. I love that. I know. I know. <laughs> oh, the emotions. I felt all these emotions. And I want to kind of take a step out of plot for a second to just talk about aesthetic. Yeah. Um, I would like to go there, too, because... Um, I will, there were some great choices. We have to start with David E. Talbert, who wrote and directed this. And if you're listening, David E. Talbert, right now, <laughs> I, I mean, brilliant, brilliant mind to take your, I mean, this had your, like, I can tell as I was watching this, and I didn't know all the credits yet, but I said, did one person write it, and another person produce it, and another person direct it, and another person, like, no, I could tell this was one person's mind writing this and directing it and bringing this to life and thankful to someone like netflix to bring this 
Or some company like Netflix, I should and say, just bring shows this how to the fully front. immersed he was in his project. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it was it was just beautiful. It was beautiful. I I, I really and, look forward to seeing more of. And his what work. I was really happy to see too with it was like, this is magic, and you could go really cheesy with magic, um, in these films, and you know this really had the right touch of magic, and right touch of like cgi effects mm. that it didn't verge on me being like uh here we go it's just like a fake cgi movie mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. like no mm-hmm. he made me believe, mm. believe the word. <laughs> um that this could be real mm. yes and he made me believe but, that the toy was having them fly yeah and you know what also was really beautiful was this sense of how many times do we think of Christmas and we immediately think of the Dickens time period, mm-hmm. the late 1800s England, where we have a Christmas carol, where we have, I mean, one of the most classic Christmas pieces. So many times we think of Christmas carols, the music, and, and so many things of Christmas driving from, like, we, we in our mind, we go to, like, late 1800s England, and we see a period piece, because it is still a period, I was looking at some of the letters that he wrote, it said 1800s on it, like, there, right. we were set in a period piece, and and there was this amazing sense of wonderful, wonderful diversity in the casting of this piece. Mm-hmm. You're seeing all these beautiful wigs, makeup, and hair, and hats, and 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 um, dresses, and gowns, and suits, and everything beautiful, vibrant colors of this beautiful time period. We how many times do we see films and 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 not see films? that are created today set in that time period anymore. Right. And I thought that was beautiful that the ensemble and all the characters were such a wonderful mixed race of uh, diverse mix of race and genders yeah. all around the world. I was like, where is this beautiful town where all these beautiful people are living and dwelling? I want to be there. I wanted to be in this town with these people and and wearing those costumes because they were just so beautiful. <laughs> I mean, everyone, you know, like likes each other except for like the villain mm-hmm. there's always a villain and there's always right. something like that but to like keep the plot everyone's happy mm. everyone enjoys christmas everyone just likes each other they even have an amazing amazing scene probably one of the standout scenes for mm. me is like they just all have a big snowball fight yeah and add a and wonderful it you to like being a kid yeah where you're mm-hmm. like I miss mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I miss that too because it doesn't even snow anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I have one we But I, you know, we had. I'm going to do a shout out to these people. I mean, these co- the Michael Wilkinson costume designer. Unbelievable. Beautiful. I mean, Beautiful. unbelievable. I'm. I'm like this film was not created during the golden age of musical theater during the golden age of film where like you would have normally seen all these costumes and and things so i'm like wow gavin boquet as the i hope i'm saying his last name right as the production designer brilliant production design because the factories and the um high-tech science was so crystal clear and beautiful and brilliant among horse-drawn carriages and letters written with pen, ink pens and 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 i'm just i was so blown away by the production aesthetic of it and the costumes the costumes the costume i can't get over that <laughs> I mean, and they're do oh well, let me go here now to this choreography ashley wallen oh, yes. who also choreographed greatest showman so we're talking mm-hmm. about same choreography here and i see that once again a period piece with this wonderful choreography and i'm seeing them doing this choreography i'm like wow how are they doing it in those shoes how are they doing it with their hat not falling off how are they doing it with uh, their suit jacket not like and the gown and not tripping on their gowns like they're doing this really modern wonderful choreography in this period style 
attire. And I was really blown away by that. And the choreography was so fitting to the the numbers that were happening um, during the film at that time. Like, the, the, the opening number with this day, they told us, this is a musical, get ready. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what that choreography mm-hmm. told me. It was like, this is a musical, sit back, enjoy it. Have a good time. And every once in a while, I get an, a, a quick glimpse of old movie musical choreography. It was all. It was so subtly dripped and dropped, oh. like partner dancing and lifts and yes. and beautiful moments that go bring us back to that forties and fifties golden age mu- movies and movie musical time. But then it went immediately to this awesome modern. Yeah. Another uh, uh, word. Beautiful. Don't take that away. Right. We right. Don't, we moving into the future we don't want to take away the golden age choreography Mm. that we all fell in love with in theater Mm. um and that we still love today Mm. but like i love 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 seeing modern takes on theater choreography so and it's it's funny because after one of the big numbers i think i literally leaned over to you and i'm like this should be on broadway very 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 soon and i'm like oh yes well, we're still on a pause. We're but. still on a pause. I, we're still on a pause. So this holidays, maybe not, but but let's, right. Should we bet on it right now? We're we're saying it here at half hour with Richie and Jeff through Two Worlds Entertainment. Bring this to Broadway or to a stage at least. Bring, bring us a script that oh, we can yeah. adapt for the stage on a tour in local communities somewhere. I mean, to see that. I, I mean, I was just. I would love to see all that and the story told live. Bring it to me live. Oh, I almost felt like there were parts where I was in. Um, the set I, I feel like it was in a musical set at times mm-hmm. I really thought so yeah it because nice. the set wasn't really moving at all mm. you know the people came onto the set right right the people came onto that stage mm. where the performers mm. came onto that stage mm-hmm. and it stayed there mm. the set didn't need to change because the, the story was already so good mm-hmm. and the performers were top notch mm-hmm. that why do you need to you know change the set all the time mm-hmm. it's like it mm-hmm. worked yeah, it really did. And, it, and 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 as I said earlier, it's so many times we see modern Christmas. I would say in the last 20, 30 years, you think back to Christmas movies. And a lot of times we think cartoons or we think um, rom-com with guy loves girl, girl doesn't love guy. And it's and it's cell phones and it's subways and it's New York City and it's I'm flying to see my love. Merry Christmas. Or, or, or it's like Santa Walmart, is coming. Right, right. Like, uh, and know, it's something just something bad happened and. And then Grandpa's Santa, <laughs> <laughs> or whatever, right? Or, 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 or we don't, you know, we learned those. Things. But, but we took a, and, and this wasn't like let's revive Christmas Carol. Right. It wasn't let's revive. It, it, it was how many let's times take, has Christmas Carol been revived? Right, and that's such a beautiful piece. Told. But, but let's it's been done. right. We but we took that ding dong ding dong christmas in london and that beautiful charm of the holiday which we always think back to that and we and we brought this beautiful piece in yeah. snow and horses and 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 animals and people and 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 so many wonderful things so i really really enjoyed that um and and i i would i just can't wait to see what netflix is doing next what david e talbert's doing next what some of these brilliant minds are doing and as i said earlier i just was really thing that you would have changed oh changed um i would have loved another musical number i feel like we were one short we got That's a just nice me. big company number yeah another one, one more one maybe more. you know what i would have liked to see i would have liked to see miss johnston Maybe she just has a big tap dance number with the town or something because she's the comedic relief, right? So maybe she has some like 
postal service number and they're all throwing boxes and letters and tap dancing and maybe maybe take us out of the plot for three seconds just to kind of have some fun you know it is christmas time i don't know i actually wonder did um geronicus and journey have like a duet oh i don't know if they did that like grandpa granddaughter kind of moment i I, that would have been really nice yeah maybe something like that maybe that would have been the only thing Mm. maybe they had ballad singing yeah yeah well geronicus and older journey And I also, and I had said no, this. No, uh, not older journey. Oh no, no, you're talking about um, Jessica. Jessica. Oh, Jonica's Jessica. They had a moment. They had their moment. Yeah, I guess they maybe... sang at the same time as she was coming to yes. back to him, but just not in the same so room. Great. And I thought that was cool. That like duet-ish mm. like moment. It was. It was quick. I would have all. I would have also appreciated maybe one or two flash forwards back to the grandmother journey, Felicia Rashad with the kids. I feel like we did that a couple times with the stop motion in the beginning. Then we had a long time where we didn't see her. And at one time I was like, oh my gosh, wait. Where, where's the narrator? Oh, yeah, yeah. I had a moment, and that's just a slight. Well, they didn't really need to move the plot. Around, no, no, so... yeah, and then it kind of obviously wrapped at the end. And like I said, it was that Peter Pan moment, like when they flew. Right. I'm like, oh, and 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 take go, like yes, like I I was really about to say like let's start the second sequel right now, like <laughs> like I don't feel like that a lot of times, but I was like they could instantly like let's go right to that factory right now you know yeah so i really enjoyed it i love the holidays i love holiday films i love new things with good messages to bring us spirit and light and good representation like i said earlier wonderful representation of diversity and culture in all these characters in the ensemble in the in the music styles it was wonderful oh i'm very very happy are we gonna be listening to this music yeah i'm gonna be blasting this all holidays it's like we're gonna be doing it yeah so, so oh, oh what's that sound it's time to go because we're at places. places so thank you all so much for coming on in and listening to us we hope you enjoyed our little banter here <laughs> and we hope you continue to listen to our podcast in the future please make sure you subscribe to our youtube channel to check out everything we got going on there two worlds entertainment for some awesome content and please make sure you follow two worlds entertainment on facebook instagram and twitter until now uh, until next time and I also <laughs> let us know what you want to us to talk about next yes comment 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 let us know what you think let us know what we should see next and talk about in our podcast and as i said earlier until next time i am richie grasso and i am jeff malone signing off until next time bye Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.